Nadir, uh, U.S. job numbers uh, came out on Friday. What's to read into that? Yeah, you know, Sakina, I mean, it was a bumper number. So it was 295,000 jobs that was um, added to U.S. payrolls in February. Um, you know, I think it's the longest, con- it's the longest streak of 200,000 plus jobs added to the jobs payroll since 1995. And we saw the unemployment rate uh, dip to 5.5% from 5.7%. And that's the lowest number since 2008. So, you know, we well, ba- we, the, the U.S. economy seems to be gaining a lot of traction and seems to be um, you know, getting back towards its, its, its strongest point of before the financial crisis. Now, you know, I think ultimately what that means is, uh, you know, we could see interest rates in the U.S. go up, um, you know, s- s- sort of sooner than, than, than expected. Or, you know, we could see the word patience being removed from the Federal Reserve uh, the Monetary Policy Committee statement at the March meeting, you know. So we could see interest rates go up by mid-year. And uh, we saw markets really pricing that in, didn't we? I mean, we saw the rand so weaken to uh, below 12 rand to the, uh, to the dollar. Um, that's really the weakest level in 12 years. We saw broad-based uh, uh, dollar strength where the, the, the dollar index uh, basically strengthened to a 12-year high. Um, and we saw broad-based commodity weakness, which is in line with, uh, with a strong dollar. So we saw iron ore prices touching a six-year low of uh, just over $59 a ton. So, you know, I think um, we, we, the markets are really pricing in the fact that interest rates in the U.S. could go up. We're seeing that in uh, risk assets again today, you know, with Asian equities uh, started trading the day softer and with U.S. equities ending vociferously down on Friday. So, you know, all in all, I think uh, a brilliant jobs number, which is uh, – really uh, adding to the momentum in the U.S. economy, which should be a good thing for global markets. But uh, I think over the short term, markets are pricing in the impact of a rate hike in the U.S. And then also, uh, you know, still looking at last week's uh, numbers that came out and some of the company results, um, you know, just looking at the more important ones there, Nadir, and what they mean for South Africa's equity. Yeah, you know, Sakina, I think some of the big ones that came out was obviously Bedvest, Standard Bank, MTN. Um, you know, and they all seem to be, although they're all uh, companies which are obviously in very different sectors of the of the market, they all seem to be indicating a similar sort of pattern. You know, we see that uh, investors are still shying away from uncertainty. You know, um, they still in, investor sentiment still remains really fragile because uh, you know earnings multiples on the JSE has expanded quite rapidly, and uh, what that means is that equities on historically fairly expensive territory and uh, you know I think investors are nervous about that so because investors are so nervous um, you know we're seeing them uh, we're seeing them punish uncertainty and we're seeing them rewarding certainty so what I mean by that is you know Bitvest released their results there were fairly good numbers with revenue up uh, some or, or earnings uh, here, revenue excuse me up some 15% um, earnings up uh, or, or profitability up 5% for the half year which is a decent set of numbers you know there's nothing wrong with a set of numbers yet the stock was down 3.5% on the day it announced results simply because of the bid for the Adcock deal. Now, you know, the, the market is, is concerned that uh, Adcock has been the perennial underperformer in the healthcare space, and uh, they have certain doubts over whether Bidvest will be able to turn that business around and, you know, whether they're going to overpay for the business. And as a result of that, the results were completely overshadowed by what's going on with the Adcock bid and the, and, and the stock suffered. Now, you know, if we look at what happened with the Standard Bank numbers, um, Headline earnings were only up 1%, which is certainly not great by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, you know, Standard Bank announced their intention 
to dispose of their global markets business, which has just resulted in losses year after year and been a drag on their return on equity year after year. And, you know, analysts forecast that without um, the global markets business, return on equity should be close on 15% in that business where it actually came in somewhere around 10%. So it really is a drag on return on equity. And the announcement of disposing of that business and re-injecting the cash they received from that business by selling a, a, a stake to ICBC um, in, in, into their African business would ultimately be positive for the business because their African business has higher return on equity. It's more cash generated. And, and better for Standard Bank over the long term. And we saw the, the, the share price rise 4% the day they announced results. So really the, the, the theme playing out is that investors are rewarding certainty and shying away and punishing uncertainty because equity, because multiples have expanded at such a rapid rate. And then Nadir, uh, looking forward to what we're expecting today, the Cecil uh, interim results coming out. Uh, what do you think we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, you know, Sakin, I think we should be look, uh, we should be ultimately on the lookout for uh, profitability. We should be on the lookout for what's happening with headline earnings because obviously the oil price has declined rapidly um, over over a six months, a six to eight months period. So you know, whilst uh, those numbers will probably filter through over the next couple of results and not necessarily in one swift uh, result announcement today, you know, I think the market will be looking for some sort of indication or some sort of clarity from management as to, you know, how they, how they intend to counteract the lower oil prices and, you know, in terms of uh, what they intend to do or how they intend to deal with their dividends. You know, I mean, we saw that uh, the company announced a, a couple of weeks back that, uh, you know, they may have to cut their progressive dividend to conserve cash and uh, Sassel took an absolute hammering on the back of that. So, you know, I think the market's going to need some sort of clarity or further explanation as to the cutting of their dividend policy um, and they'll be keeping a close eye out for that and they'll really be keeping a close eye, a, a close eye out on uh, how the numbers are affected by the lower oil price and how what Tesla management strategy is to counter to really counteract the lower oil price for the foreseeable future.